Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we are talking about boldness. We are talking about how the spirit that God gives us makes us bold. And the verse that we're focusing on all month this month is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And today I'm excited to get to introduce to you the founder of the Starfish Project. Her name is Jenny McGee. And when I think about boldness and like going forward and doing the thing, I think about her and I think about what she has done in the lives of so many women at Starfish Project. They help exploited women and girls experience freedom, establish independence, and develop careers. So welcome, Jenny. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am just so excited because at Starfish Project, for those of you who don't know, um, they produced our Light of the World necklace. So some of you might be familiar with that necklace that we did. Um, and it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's from John 1.5. And I think that's really a fitting verse even for the work that you do through Starfish Project even. Yeah, thank you. Um, that necklace, our staff, after they created it, uh, many of them didn't understand what it was about. And when I explained it to them, they got so excited about it. And now a lot of them wear it every day. And um, But yeah, I think for us, it's a very fitting verse. Um, just encompasses so much of what we do at Starfish Project. Yeah, I just, I, I love that. And I, um, I love the message of that. And honestly, for those of you who haven't checked that necklace out, it is such a beautiful necklace and it's of such great quality like when I got my first like my necklace I got it when everybody else did <laughs> because uh my sister Vera lives in St. Louis I live in Chicago and so I didn't get to see the actual necklace but she showed it to me of course but then when I actually like took it out of the box it was so beautifully packaged I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing and then it was so like weighty like mm. it is a very high quality beautiful beautiful item and so all of the things that you guys create i look at like on your website i'm like oh my gosh these are all just so lovely do you guys come up with all the designs yeah thank you um yeah for us i think it's really important that the women feel proud of what they create we always joke that we don't want a pity purchase, but we want people to really love the jewelry and the women to feel proud when people wear it. And so, yeah, we come up with most of the designs. We do do custom pieces as well. Sometimes people, different brands will come to us with their own designs and we create for them. But then our own line of jewelry, we create um, most of the designs ourselves. Yeah, they're just beautiful. I love that. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about Starfish Project? I love how it goes along with our verse for this month that the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Like, I feel like that's such a bold move to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to help exploited women. Like what, what, what happened there? Yeah. So for me, it really started out of helping out a friend. She had a heart to reach out to women we had seen who were trapped in exploitation. And so I just kind of went along with her to help translate and, um, but I quickly had a broken heart for these women, uh, women and girls. We met a lot of girls who were 15, 16 years old. Um, now we regulate with girls who are 13 years old and mm -hmm. they were coming in from the villages in the countryside. And most of them 
A lot of them couldn't read or write. They had very little education. And most of them really had no idea what they were getting themselves into when they came into the city. I didn't meet a single girl who wanted to be in the situation they were in. And so we just started connecting with them, building relationship. I started an English class to kind of build relationship. And um, when girls had health issues, we'd take them to the doctor and things like that. But I just felt we really needed a practical way to help them. Um, you know, I couldn't keep going and building relationship with them and then send them back to a brothel to work and, and sell themselves. And so, um, so really I had no experience in business, but I just knew they needed new jobs if they were going to be able to leave the brothels. Most of them were sending money home, a lot of them so that their brothers could go to school which really broke my heart. And so I just saw we needed to provide them jobs. And that's really where Starfish began out of a place of just trying to meet that very practical need for women and give them an opportunity to, to start over and, and really have opportunities to grow and to, to learn new things and, and to start a new life. I just think that's so amazing. So why jewelry? How did that happen? Yeah, well, initially, you know, as I got to know these women, we started talking about what they were interested in, and they all really loved jewelry, and it was something they already connected with. You know, there's a large range of what you can do with jewelry, from the girl who comes in the very first day with severe PTSD, she can still put the beads on the string, you know, and then, but to very yeah. high level jewelry making. And um, I think it was something beautiful that they loved. And we could initially, we started so grassroots. We had uh, friends who would take stuff in suitcases back to their hometowns and sell it for us. And so we could fit a lot of jewelry in one suitcase. <laughs> and, and so and it was also just practical to be able to, you know, get it around to different people. I think also it's exciting to see women be able to wear it and then share the story about Starfish Project. And as you said, other people ask about it and then they can share about the hopeful message behind the jewelry. And the pieces are all just amazing. They're so beautiful. Um, for you. those of you, we'll have links on our podcast for those of you listening so you can go and see. And and I mean, like, it's not that you're, bu I mean, you're buying the jewelry definitely because you want to support what Starfish Project is doing, but you also want to buy it because it's so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. That's our hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would love, Jenny, for you to share just a little bit about who you are. Um, and since our verse focuses on the spirit of God and how he uh, makes us bold and gives us power and love and self-discipline, I'd love to, to hear from you how you've seen him show up in your own life. Yeah. Well, um, I am a mom of three, married and living uh, here in East Asia for 18 years. I originally come from a small town in Indiana, but have lived in Asia most of my adult life and just um, really love the, the culture and the people here. And for me, I mean, I've just seen God move in such huge ways through Starfish Project. I feel really privileged in a way. Um, I feel like sometimes you take this giant leap of faith and throw yourself out there. And then you have no choice but to watch God move. And I feel like that's sort of been my journey. Um, it's been one mm. step of faith after another. So when we, we first began, I remember 
knowing that it was such a big responsibility to start a women's shelter, um, offer people jobs. You're basically telling people, I'm going to help you start a new life. So I knew that wasn't a small commitment. I couldn't do that for a couple of years and then say, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I was a little overwhelmed by the commitment. And um, so I really prayed and um, really sought God. and But it was one of those things that, to be honest, I kind of wanted to ignore. I knew that was such a big commitment. I kind of didn't want to think about it, but God just kept putting it in my heart and putting it in my heart. And it was one of those things you just can't stop thinking about. And um, I remember really praying one day and the verse in Psalms came to me, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he's made. And um, I felt like really clearly just impressed upon me that um, that there was really no difference between me and the girls that I encountered in the brothel. The only difference was that I knew this about him. And so I felt like he just called me to go and share that with them. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of been my journey of just trying to show compassion, um, show love to people, and hope hopefully through that really reflect who Jesus is to people as, as much as they can. <laughs> I just love that. That's beautiful. I guess in some ways, I love how you said, like, I felt this this pressing in on me, that this is what God was asking me to do. And so I decided that's what I was going to do. But then all of the little follow through things, you know, the day to day, um, I think sometimes we think, you know, if you're going to do some big thing, that it's going to be big the whole time. But there's a lot of just normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's a lot of like day to day and running a business and Excel <laughs> spreadsheets and graphs. And um, but you know, I think several years ago, God really put on my heart that um, ultimately I'm called to love. And mm -hmm. you know, you can work on building an organization or building, you know, into your career, whatever it is. But um, I, I just realized that even if everything stopped tomorrow and something happened and Starfish didn't exist, if we had loved people really well, then it was successful. Um, mm. But if we had spent all our time trying to build a great organization and it failed tomorrow, it would feel like a failure, you know, but, um, but if we loved people well along the way, it doesn't really matter the outcome. Um, people have gone away really loved. I think that's awesome. I love that as a measure of success. One of the things that we've recently done with uh, Dwell, because our we measure our success by people memorizing God's word, like, and so we put like a little counter on our website of how many thousands of verses people have memorized. And when we have our our weekly meeting with our team, we're always talking about well, look at look at the counter. This is how many people are memorizing God's word. And when you're when you're like you said, when you're measuring your success by your mission then that mission is is beautiful and it's like it doesn't really matter if the business is like you know just barely eking along as long as the mission is going forward so i love that well i have one more question for you i would love to know because you're married when you first decided i think god is putting this on my heart and you shared it with your husband for the first time well how did that go down <laughs> yeah, well, it was really interesting. I think God was really faithful in that because um, actually my husband started to have a burden for the women um, working 
on the streets here in our city. And, Mm. but he felt he definitely wasn't the person to start reaching out to them. And um, so when I came to him and said, Hey, I feel like this is what God is calling me to do. He was so excited about it. And I feel like God was really faithful in that because when you start an organization, especially working with people who have a lot of trauma, there was calls in the middle of the night and emergencies. And it took so much out of me in the first couple of years but um, he was so supportive. But I think because um, God had also put that in his heart and he knew it Mm -hmm. wasn't for him to do, but he was passionate about it and so supportive. So I'm really thankful for that. I, I don't think I could run an organization all these years if my husband wasn't fully behind it. Right. I figured he (laughs) probably was, but I just wondered if that first initial, like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. If he would have been like, you're what? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, um, actually, when he first started talking about how he had a heart for the women he encountered, because he would get approached by different women and just had a heart for um, seeing somebody really reach out to them. And I thought it was a little crazy. Like, why does he care about this? <laughs> and um, and then just as I started to get to know these women, it really they just really broke my heart. And I saw the potential mm. and their need for opportunities and hope and yeah, so I'm really thankful how God moved in both of our hearts. That is really cool. I love to hear that story. All right. Well, um, I think that's about all we have time for in this short episode, but I'm excited because next episode, we're really going to dive into our verse and talk about these ideas of boldness and power and love and self-discipline, um, which are really amazing ideas. And how do we how do we understand this verse better and how can we then apply it to our lives? So thanks so much, Jenny. And I look forward to talking with you again on our next episode. Yeah, me too. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.